everyone. It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Eat, Drink, and Be Merry show. Uh, you know, today we're going up to Julian up in the mountains of San Diego, California. So it's one of those, you know, real popular mountain destinations. Very easy to get to a scenic drive. It's really beautiful in the eastern county area. It's also near Borrego Springs, which is a desert resort community um, that's known for uh, the Anza Borrego Desert State Park. 600,000 plus acres out there. So that's something you're going to want to look forward to in the fall, maybe. Um, but right now, when we're looking at the end of the summer, going up to the mountains is a beautiful respite from the heat. Um, there's good food, as you're going to find out just now, but there's also uh, forests and hiking and there's Lake Cuyamaca. There's all kinds of good things. So today we're going to be chatting with San Diego sustainable chef Jeff Jeremy Manley. He is back on. We haven't talked to him for a while since Sausage Day last year. And you know what? Every day is Sausage Day, we think. So welcome back, Chef Jeremy. How are you? Uh, Lisa, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Doing good. Nancy and I want to know how are things at Jeremy's on the Hill, your restaurant. You're not quite in, Julian. You're on the way in. If you're coming in from the Santa Isabel Crossroads, you're in a community. It's kind of, It's a farming community, right? We could say that of Winola. Yeah, I mean, it's literally on one side of the road, there's a, a, a they have apple trees, berry bushes, uh, and so forth, and they're, they're growing some vegetables. On the other side of the road, there's another apple farm with pear trees on it. And then uh, on the other side of the road, uh, five miles in an opposite direction, there's even more apple trees. So we're, we're kind of at the crossroads of the entrance to the, the backcountry farming community here in our That's little town awesome. of Winola. Yeah, I love it because you're farm to table cooking, right? So, um, do people see you off sneaking into their farms in the early wee hours of the morning <laughs> or at I night when you're going home from the restaurant? <laughs> He's on his way home. He's like, okay, we've closed up for that. I'm going to have a beer and then go sneak onto someone's farm and steal their apples. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, we, we have this beautiful hiking trail up here. It's called Vulcan Mountain. Oh, and yeah. when it's, when it's apple and pear season, it's like it's an unattended or unattended orchard, so you can literally like reach over the fence and like grab a couple pears or apples on your way up the trail or down the trail. Um, oh. I used to walk my dog by it every day. I absolutely loved it. It was mm. um, it was beautiful because again, there's apple trees on one side of the road, and then there's an apple farm on the other side of the road, and then you turn around and there's even more apples. So if anybody listening to this podcast doesn't know, Julian is known for apples and apple pie, apple wine, uh, pretty much anything that involves apple cider, anything with the word apple, we got you. Hard cider, raw cider. um, (laughs) What's going on in the restaurant for apples? Because I know when the (laughs) apples are in season, then obviously everyone's using local apples. And then through the rest of the year, we're still playing apples, but as you know, um, but, what do you do in the restaurant at Jeremy's on the Hill? I know, you know, you're known for, you know, farm fresh meals and healthy, but delicious meals. And um, when it comes to apples, I remember you doing like an apple Monte Cristo. Uh, that was those yeah, you know, with apple jam. Yeah. <laughs> so Ooh. traditionally Monte Cristo folks is done with like a raspberry preserve jam. And we used to do it because again, we're an apple country. We would make an apple jam. We still added the raspberry preserves on one side of it, but we, we would always add the apple jam. Just 
it, it's one of those things like people come up to Julian and when they come to Jeremy's on the Hill, we have uh, cocktail offerings. We have our apple cider bourbon drink that we use a couple dashes of orange bitters, uh, old Forester bourbon, uh, fresh pressed apple raw cider from uh, Apple Lane Orchard. Um, one of those oh. nice big old ice cubes in there, which is absolutely delicious and cool. Uh, we do apple mimosas where we take your Prosecco and then we um, we use a little bit of the uh, flash pasteurized raw apple juice that's local from Julian, uh, which is absolutely uh, delicious. Oh, man, we have Julian hard cider on draft, which is another apple product. Um, we have apple cobbler. We have an apple salad. Apple, 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 apple. <laughs> He's got apple. Uh, He's got it covered. Well, I, I have a I have a question about apples because you know when you get them freshly picked, like right that day, and you bite into them, the crispness is unbeat, right? It it's like amazing. But they, you know, people keep them in their fridge. I don't know whether you should or not, but they're. How do you know how to get a good apple? Because you get they may look really delicious on the grocery store, and then you get them home, you bite into them, and they're all mealy and caca. Like what? What makes the mealy? Because it that it literally turns me off apples for a while, and I love apples, but I just want that crisp. You know, that what's is it? Just they got old. Why are they mealy? Oh man! So apples traditionally, there, there's one time a year where apples are picked. So you're looking at roughly the fall to like September, October. I believe Washington has it manufactured now where they get two harvests per year. But Mm -hmm. a lot of these apples, they they store them in these oversized coolers because refrigeration, just like the refrigerator in your house, you put food in there, which keeps it cold, which slows down osmosis, which slows down um, the, the, uh, how do I say that? It slows down the amount of time a product would go bad. So when you refrigerate these apples for long periods of time, I think that would contribute to that mealy-like texture. Now, some apples are naturally textured like that. That's their purpose. Some apples are meant for eating. Some apples are meant for baking. Um, Granny Smith is like the also popular um, apple for apple pies, which are more tart. So when you add sugar to it, you've now created like a sweet-sour combination, which similar to Asian food, which I think – Maybe it's just my childhood, but anytime I think of sweet and sour, I always think of like sweet and sour sauce. So it's kind of a play on that food synergy. Um, Mm. Arkansas black apples are more mealy, uh, usually a darker colored apple. Um, At the restaurant, for for our use, um, I love Fuji apples. I love the crispness and how fresh they taste. Um, They're really nice on salads. We do a Julian apple salad with our candied walnuts, blue cheese crumbles, Mm. little red wine sage vinaigrette. Um, then there's like a protein add-on option. We use them for our apple cobbler. So we, we dice up the apples. Uh, we leave the skins on. A lot of people don't leave the skins on, but I'm kind of a nutritional guy. And a lot of the nutrition on fruits and vegetables, a majority of them reside right underneath the skin of the apple or of the fruit or vegetable. So maybe think twice that, before peeling your potatoes for mass. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it actually adds to the texture to me is, you know, yeah. having that skin on because there's like that bite through it. And I don't know, there's, and they say that eating apples are really good. It's good for your teeth. They clean your teeth like strawberries do. They clean your so teeth. That's the fiber. There's, a lot, a lot of, a lot of second world and third world countries, they don't have the, the crust toothpaste and the this and the <laughs> that, but they have really fibrous foods. So like, 
um, I think that's, I'm not positive if an apple's a superfood, but one of its benefits is when you bite into it, it cleans like the residue between mm-hmm. your teeth, like flossing wood or like scrubbing with the toothbrush. Well, superfood, a lot potatoes. of people say apple cider vinegar, like the raw stuff with, with the actual amino acid stuff going around. Like when you see the bitsies at the bottom are really good. It's good for you. It's, it's a pH balancer if you drink it with water. Um, it can eventually hurt your teeth if you do that every day. Um, but it's good. It's good to clean with. It's it's like it's antibacterial. It you know it's it's good for you and good. Um, I know people make salad dressings and stuff. Have you ever done that with apple? Use it in a salad dressing or some of your yes. like a vinaigrette. Mm, yummy. We turned it into a dressing. We used like a we did like a poppy seed dressing and we infused it with. Uh, we pureed a couple of apples in it. And it came now be out careful really when you good. drive out of the restaurant if you have that poppy seed you know, dressing, you know, could get pulled over and be happy. No, I'm just kidding. But, but poppy, I'm sorry. I had to interrupt on that. You said poppy seed and that was it. Um, But, (laughs) you know, follow the yellow brick road. Here we go. Um, (laughs) Follow it to Julian, to Jeremy's on the hill.com. See, see how I did that. Um, But listen, um, going back to the poppy seed. So just so we know, so maybe we can try it at home too. poppy seed. You put the seeds or are you getting, like, do you actually just go buy the seeds themselves? We buy the or seeds. Do I? Yeah. So, and then we made like a dressing that was um, aioli based or mayonnaise based. Um, oh. if you don't have time to make your own mayonnaise. So that way that I don't know what the technical reason is, but like the, a vinaigrette is typically like two or three parts oil to one part vinegar. When you're making a salad dressing, like a, like ranch or blue cheese, usually add mayonnaise to you make your own aioli and that then becomes the base from there you add flavors seasoning spices ingredients textures and mm. play off of that and mm. the, the mayonnaise you know when you make mayonnaise you start with egg yolk so that that's the emulsifier and that's what kind of keeps the dressing emulsified and bound together sometimes if you make vinaigrette so you see them in the grocery stores they separate and that's because they don't have a bind excuse me they don't mm. have a binder so traditional binders are egg yolks uh, Dijon mustard is my ultimate favorite one for vinaigrettes just because Ooh, uh, yeah. we do cater to vegans and vegetarians and people with dietary restrictions. So um, some people are still kind of worried about consuming raw egg yolks. So um, vinaigrettes, if, if you float, if you fall in that count or that category, vinaigrettes are usually your safest bet if you're worried about uh, mm. certain foodborne illnesses or potential food hazards or risks. I, I, vinaigrette to me, I, that's how I even do coleslaw that way. In fact, I put apple in coleslaw because it just adds that other, like jicama or apple, like one of the two. Um, I used to even, you know, just grate it, but you have to eat it then because it goes brown. But if you have a vinaigrette on it, it probably would be okay, right? If you, you know, I'm just going from yeah. like serving it that day and it's over that day. Um, but apple, I used to use apple in everything, you know, just grate it up and like make coffee cake. I used to make a coffee cake with grated apple. And um, I chop it up and cinnamon. put it in my oatmeal in the morning. Ooh, yeah, that's good for you. A little bit of cinnamon, just chop up some apples. And, you know, there's, there's something that it's, you know, my grandma used to always make applesauce when I was a kid. It's one of those things where it's like if you have apples that are sitting around or they oxidize, just make a batch of applesauce with it, you know, and then um, can it? you're getting all the nutritional value. And if you leave the skins on, it adds a little texture and you get a little bit more nutrient count in there. Uh, mm. it's, it's pretty fun. I like dried apples. I, I think that's a dangerous because you forget how much sugar, how it concentrates, you know, when you dry <laughs> yeah. them, because then it's like, and then you're like, why am I buzzing around everywhere? Like, you, 
it doesn't feel like you're like eating anything heavy. And next thing you know, like you've probably consumed like 20 apples and you wonder what's wrong with you. <laughs> you know, what's good about it though. And it's one of those, I feel like fiber gets overlooked in a lot of dietary trends that go on, but fiber fills you up. And it's definitely mm-hmm. something that's a necessity for us as humans to consume on a regular basis uh, between the colons, the intestines and, again, helping fill you up because there's times where certain, certain weeks or certain days you're in a hotter environment if it's weather related or you have a lot going on and you don't have time to eat as much food. And, you know, none of us like it when we're out. We have to think or give a presentation and our, our stomach's just growling. So things like dried apples or sweet potatoes or anything with fiber in it kind of helps fill your stomach and give mm-hmm. you uh, that sense of being full. That's why I like hummus. You know, because there's a, f- a lot of fiber in those beans, like the garbanzo beans or the chickpeas. I like hummus that way because it's not so heavy. And it's like it's a dip that you can make easily. Um, You know, it, you can even soak your own beans and things like that. But I, I like to do that because you can change even if you, you can change the seasoning up a little bit. You can do a little curry. You can put red bell pepper in it. And it's really cool. And then you put like p- yeah, pita chips. But. What about apple slices being used? Um, like if you have some apples and dipping, uh, like what would you put on the side peanut of an butter. apple? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I love peanut I'm butter in. and apples. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so good for you, right? And fresh peanut butter. It is. If you can get fresh fresh peanut butter without, like we go to the peanut patch in Yuma, Arizona. And I know in these, you know, the hot summer, a lot, a lot of people from Yuma, Arizona goes to Jer- They go to Jeremy and Julian up to the mountains to cool off a little bit because Yuma is the sunniest place on the planet and um, it's warm. It's it's fun on the river, the Colorado river, but if you go up to the mountains, you must go to Jeremy's. Um, But that's where we would always get our peanut butter because she just does it fresh with no additives in it. And now I find like, if you go to a grocery store, you have to really read what's in your peanut butter because they're adding stuff to it. So like, there's so many brands that have like partially hydrogenated oils and all this other crap in there, it's like one or two ingredients. And, you know, it's like, there's a couple of places that I shop at and they just sell mm-hmm. like a powdered peanut product. And I like it. Like it, it's, it's a one ingredient shop. I don't really know the process. I haven't researched it yet, but um, there, there's just so many, so many incredible like raw nut butters out there. There's blended raw nut butters. Um, and it, mm. Yeah, we, we, this is good. (laughs) It is good. It is good. So, okay. So apparently this episode has turned into apples. And so I need to go back to Julian. And I remember apple days, apple season. I mean, Julian's been celebrating apples and traditionally they'd always say, okay, October is the apple season. But then nature would say, oh, yeah, it's, they're, they're ripe in July this year. So good luck with that one, everybody. And people (laughs) just walk to Julian and going, I want apples. And we're like, well, they were here. But you missed the memo. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's so hard, I know, these last, uh, yeah, I yeah, think like the last like four or five years, it's like the seasons have been kind of wonky and weather patterns are changing a little bit. This last year, though, in Julian, there was there's a one week period where we had about ten inches of snow, and and this year's felt like wow. the truest probably four seasons um, that I could remember since being a child. I remember in like ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, yeah. two thousand two we would have a couple days where we'd get two or three feet of snow. And this snow was the day most for reminiscent school. time. Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> I remember but your family having most... to dig Nancy and I out that one Thanksgiving 
Because everyone's like, oh, oh Thanksgiving time, we barely get snow. And we just moved into this little cabin and we couldn't get out. We didn't have uh, dry wood. We had a wood burning stove in our little cabin. And then we had to burn the phone book. We were burning anything with wood inside the cabin. <laughs> we could find ornaments. I mean, we had like this giant wooden pelican that we burned in the wood burning stove and his little face went down the wood. And then you guys had to come and get us out because we couldn't drive out of it because it was so much snow. And we're like, this wasn't how it is normally i remember making margaritas in the snow too that was fun so yeah, <laughs> yeah. so this year was one of those like because i think it's been so like i remember them saying like lake arrowhead and big bear people couldn't get out of their houses and they had so much snow on their roofs they couldn't dig their way out you know they were yeah, like so we, we had a healthy we had a great winter this year we had a great spring this year and then i felt like summer actually hit when summer was supposed to hit um, wow. my theory walking into this season is that we're actually going to have a, um, a nice, beautiful, normal apple days period where the apples actually start in September and, um, wow. continue through October. What oh, wow. Some so people that's may good planning for is, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like apples, apples, all varieties of apples are not created equal. Like we talked about earlier, they all have different purposes, different textures, different profiles. With that being said, they're all going to come off at different times. So you have your early max, your John of Golds, and your Gravensteins, which are traditionally more early in the season. And then the other varieties kind of come later as time progresses on. So one of those things, because I know there's many towns in the United States that grow apples. Um, they're, they're not, all apples are not created equal, and they're all not ripe at the same time. They all serve different purposes and for different reasons. Um, so if you're interested and you're in the San Diego, greater San Diego area, please come up and visit Julian. Um, us at the restaurant yeah. here at Jeremy's on the Hill, we try to keep a handful of brochures and flyers for people who uh, have you pick apple orchards available. Part of the charm about picking apples and Julian is you actually get to pick them yourself. So it's a great opportunity for you to come out with your family, your kids, your loved ones or friends. Um, walk around, get some fresh air, pick a, ba- a bushel of apples, uh, take a couple bags home with you, and swing by the restaurant and grab some lunch or dinner. Uh, and the a hiking cocktail. trails are absolutely there. You go. <laughs> um, there's there's so many great trails out here. Like Julian's known for being an outdoorsy town. It's very quiet. We have no stoplights. We have stop signs. It's just it's one of these towns. It's almost like stepping back in time, but we have a bunch of businesses and great establishments up here as well as activities where um, it, you, you're still going to get a luxury service, but it's not going to come at the expense as uh, some of these other towns that you would go visit. So mm. if you're looking for a staycation or you're looking to just get away for a day or the weekend, um, come stay at one of our, uh, the, the hotels up here or one of the bed and breakfasts uh, and, and, and spend a night or two and check out what Julian has to offer. Cause a lot of people are surprised when they come up here. The people who I talk to, I'm amazed at how many people continue to come up who I discuss with that it's their first time coming. And then I get to help them and guide them with some of the local wineries as well. It's absolutely phenomenal. You got local and breweries, breweries now yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. How many, okay. Yeah. Well, we've got another segment we're going to be doing everyone uh, coming up for our special farm garden and vineyard shows uh, debuting the first Wednesday of every month, starting in September, but with the apples, um, I love that, you know, people should plan now. It's August, um, you know, Jeremy's saying September is going to start happening, and it's really cool to be there. And then the flip side, when we talk about apples, 
is to be there in the spring when the orchards are in bloom. That's, I know everybody loves the apples, but I honestly think Julian in the spring, and so it's something to plan too. When you see Julian, it's like lit up with flower power, literally, when you see everything in bloom. Um, Isn't it? It's like, oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. And then you go have a nice glass of apple wine in the orchard. I'm just saying, you know, go for a hike, take your wine with you. And and do you, um, you know, a lot of people come in. I know, do you get those car groups and motorcycle people like they do their poker runs? I know, but also just it's such a scenic drive as is Julian still getting a lot of that kind of traffic of people going, Hey, I'm going to go from maybe Palm Springs up through Anza, you know, come up to you from there because that's a cool drive or maybe through Lake Henshaw, that area. Um, you know, cause you've got every route in to Julian is scenic, whether it's the desert, I, you know, it's scenic. So are you getting a lot of those groups still coming up? We are all summer long. We've had, um, we did a five day run with the Porsche club about a Palm desert, Palm Springs area. Um, we, we get a lot of car clubs throughout the summer and the fall, mostly the summer because the roads are more open. There's not as many people up here. Um, and there's, I mean, mm. I call it a, a speed highway right outside the restaurant. We have a side road, uh, Wynola road where we get a lot of car clubs and motorcycles that love to barrel race down that road. Um, freshly paved. Be um, yeah, be careful. <laughs> what blows my mind, yeah, there, there hasn't been, uh, there's never, I, I can't remember the last time there was an accident on that road. It's been years, but um, it's definitely a fun driving, cruising road. Uh, mm. um, but yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had the Ferrari club. We had a Lamborghini club not too long ago, the Porsches, the BMW. And so they can come club. to you and say, hey, we want a group lunch with all of us. Do, do you do that kind of, you know, Big we do. Like we, that? we have a large enough parking lot too. Uh, part like Julian's definitely a small, quiet mountain town, and we're fortunate to be located about two miles outside of it. So we do get a lot of those groups of of, of clubs that want to come up and all park together and uh, spend time together. So we we have the parking lot. We do we do we we ask that you make reservations ahead of time so we could plan a limited menu, not only to help us out but just to kind of streamline service and. Uh, make sure we could serve you. And, you know, my, my philosophy is, you know, I, I want to bring people back multiple times. I don't just want somebody to come to the restaurant once. Mm. For me, that's just like, the, it's so hard to get somebody into any kind of a business that when somebody finally comes through our doors, I do my best and our staff does our best to make sure that they want to come back again. From yeah, food, yeah. Service, you build a relationship. Here to drinks. Yeah, yeah, it's relaxed too. And that's what's so amazing, I think, about your restaurant, why Nancy and I love it and you know, we've been going, you know, since day one is that you're getting high quality, good, healthy, delicious food that you would expect in a city, but you're getting it in a setting that, you know, reminds you of where your food comes from. And you're in this, you know, charming town that's not, you know, not pretentious. And I think we all are looking for those authentic experiences where not, you know, not every brand name is downtown and where you can go shop and find something unique that you won't find on Amazon. Sorry, I don't mean to knock on Amazon, but you know what I mean? A real experience. And then it's not far from, you know, when you think about it, you're not far from LA, Orange County, San Diego, Palm Desert. I mean, Arizona border, Imperial. I know everyone in Imperial County bolts up to you guys in the summer too, because of the season and, you know, the heat. And um, it's just, it, it's a really cool place to go. And the restaurant is relaxed too. Um, yet at the same time, you can go for a fine dining, romantic, you know, woo, woo, woo 
come on, big boy. <laughs> I don't want to say, you know what I mean? It's like you could go for a romantic meal. You can, so you've managed to do a really good um, harmony of all of these and, you know, all of these things that you're doing and, and still representing the region really well. That's a good balance to have. And that means it's good food, period. You know, it, just keeping it real, I think is really it, isn't it? Just keep it real. True. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Very Everyone, Jeremy. To people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone, Jeremy's on the hill.com is a website to go to. I encourage you to follow Jeremy's on the hill. Uh, if you go on Instagram and it's under sustainable chef, what your Instagram? Yep. San Diego sustainable chef. He is sustainable. Um, how many years have you guys been open now? You just had an anniversary. Yeah, we're, we just started our 16th year. Holy cow. Like literally, and they do have cows in the backyard no, just down <laughs> yeah. the road but um that's amazing you've got to be feeling accomplished you know that's that's a it you know they always really say good. two years for a business and restaurants are hard and i think during covid we were watching all these stories and people started to really understand what restaurants go through what what profit margins are or not for restaurants um what it goes through and maybe now people are watching you know the bear on uh, hulu or however they're watching it um, that show and they're starting to realize what running a restaurant is like and the blood, sweat and tears that goes into it. So it's, it's a, it's a labor of love. It truly is. So um, with service and then like creating these amazing meals. So again, Jeremy's on the hill.com. Keep up with us. We air every day at bigblendradio.com. Stay tuned for our first, uh, sept- first Wednesday of every month, starting in September, focusing on farm gardens and vineyards and of course, you know, if we're talking vineyards, we're talking wine, we're talking about farms. That means food, gardens, food too, and flowers. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, Chef Jeremy. All right. Have a great day.